As a community, First Baptist Belton exists for the purpose of knowing Jesus intimately, serving Jesus passionately, and sharing Jesus globally. Come join us on Sundays at one of our worship services at 8.30 or 11, and for Bible study at 9.45. We hope today's message encourages and strengthens your faith in God. I am delighted to see you and would invite you to open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, the seventh chapter. Matthew chapter seven. We'll read beginning at verse 24 in just a few moments. Then if you uh, are ambidextrous, then second Timothy chapter three, verses 14 through 17, we'll be reading also, or you can read it from the screen, see it from the screen in a few moments. So Matthew chapter seven. As today, we think about a 2020 look at Scripture. Next Sunday will be a 2020 look at prayer. And then, beginning the last Sunday in January, we're going to enter into a season in which we focus on missions. And that will carry us through the first Sunday in March. Then we're going to look at the steps of Jesus to the cross from March 8th through Easter Sunday. The steps of Jesus to the cross... Of course, climaxing in the cross and in the resurrection. And then after that, we're going to make a journey through Paul's epistle to the Galatians entitled The Glory of the Gospel. So that's where we're headed over the next few months. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? I'm just gauging reaction. I'm not looking for you to stand up and tell us what they are. Uh, I'm wondering, have you already broken one or more? Here are the top five resolutions for uh, last year. don't know what this year they'll get those all compiled. But here's last year's, and I'll go from five to one. Number five, spend more time with family. That's a good one. Number four, save more, spend less. (laughs) That would be a good one also. Number three, quit smoking. Now, I have to confess I was a bit surprised that there are still enough people smoking who want to quit that they would get to number three on the list of resolutions. But that's also a good thing, quit smoking. Number two, learn something new, a new skill or a new hobby. That's intriguing. And then number one, you probably already know what it is. Lose weight or exercise or something to do with fitness. That's number one, as it has been for a long time. Well, have you made any 2020 resolutions? Today is January 12th. Have you already broken one or more? And I read an intriguing thing not too long ago that January 12th is the magic day. If you can keep your resolutions to January 12th, there is a good chance that you'll make it through the year. However, the study says most people have abandoned their resolutions by the magic date of January 12th. So that's today. There's still time to address the issue, I suppose, if you've not already abandoned it several days ago. I want to put a challenge before you this morning. That challenge is to read the Bible daily. Now, some of you already do that. Some of you try, some of you don't. Read the Bible daily. I I was intrigued also last week when I saw a Bible reading plan. 
you know, there are all kinds of reading plans out there where you can read through the Bible in a year. And I'm not even saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying read the Bible. But but this this plan intrigued me because it, it was based on reading the Bible 25 days every month. And in the instructions, it says, we know you're not going to make it. <laughs> so the goal, instead of reading 30 or 31 days a month or 29, as it would be in this leap year, February, just read 25 days a month and, and you'll probably be able to hit that goal. Well, that sounds like a partial abandonment right off the bat. But, hey, if that works, if you could read the Bible 25 days a year, that'd be pretty good because some of us aren't there or even close. So I want us to read the scripture this morning in two passages. So if you'll stand with me, we're going to read, first of all, Matthew seven twenty four down through 20, uh, 27. And uh, then we're going to read from Second Timothy. So here's here's what Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, these ancient words we sing about, these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So there's your word picture. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Now, carry that over to the spiritual realm. That's a physical picture that helps us see the spiritual realm. The Word of God put it into practice, and when the storms of life come, you will have built your life on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the Scripture, and you will stand. On the other hand, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So we, we, we get the picture. Now, Second Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. You can look there or look at the screen. But as for you, Paul writes to his young friend Timothy, but as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. That was his mother, his grandmother, and, of course, Paul. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, here's an aside, but when our Sunday school teachers who take care of babies read Scripture to them, here's the biblical basis for doing that. Don't don't ever say, oh, those kids, they don't know what, they don't know what the adults are saying. Yes, they do, because the Holy Spirit makes it happen. So when it says you have known from infancy, The Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, not some, but all Scripture is God-breathed. The very words of God. God God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that's you and me, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, you can be seated. This... Bible that you hold in your hand, is it the Word of God? I think most of us if would, would answer, yes, that's true, it is the Word of God. 
But I would submit that not everybody in the room believes that. Now, you might say, well, pastor, why would you say a thing like that? Well, if we believe it, if we believe that the Bible is really the word of God himself, then there is, then there is no way under heaven we could day after day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, ignore it. We couldn't. And more of us would be reading it on a daily basis if we really believe that. You've heard the saying, aim at nothing and you'll hit it every time. Well, if we aim at nothing scripturally, we'll hit it every time. But in doing life as individuals, as families, and as a church, we find it more comfortable just to keep doing what we've been doing instead of making new directions and moving intentionally in that direction. Because new directions mean risk, discomfort, and work. So I'm putting the challenge before you to work. And that by that I mean work at the work of reading the Word of God on a daily basis in 2020. Now, our mission statement has three parts, and the first is knowing Jesus intimately. Say that with me. Knowing Jesus intimately. I submit to you that it is impossible to carry out that part of our mission statement apart from the Word of God. So this morning, here's what I want to do. I want to talk, I want to talk for a moment about the foundation of Scripture from Matthew chapter 7, very briefly, the foundation of Scripture. And then from that, I want to talk about three outcomes. Okay? So for a moment, let's think about the foundation of Scripture. And as you look back at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, you see that we have a choice of whether to build our lives on the rock of Christ and His Word or not to build our how our lives on the foundation of Christ and his word or on the shifting sands that will bring disaster that that's our choice now also we see in the text that that choice that you make is revealed by life the choice that you make is revealed by life looks can be deceiving But when the storms come, especially, the choice that you make is revealed by life and by your daily decisions. So when we think about the foundation of Scripture, we have a choice, the foundation of Christ and His Word or the foundation of shifting sands of nothingness. Now that's your choice and mine. And that choice is revealed as we live life itself. So making that choice then leads to three outcomes. Three outcomes. The first outcome is this. If I really believe in the Word of God, that it's from God, and I want to build my life on the foundation of Christ and scripture, then the outcome, outcome number one is decide. Decide. 
Decide what? Decide three things. Decide that this word is from God. That's the first decision. This word is from God. Decide, secondly, that time spent in this word is worth it. And thirdly, decide that the Bible will change my life. The Bible will change my life. So the challenge before us, if we say foundation of rock, that's where I want to build my life, then there are three outcomes. The first outcome is decide, and there are three things to decide. This word is from God. Time spent in the word is worth it. And thirdly, the Bible will change my life. That's deciding. Now, here are some benefits that will come to you if you decide that the word is from God, that time spent in it is worth it, and that the Bible will change your life. Here are the benefits that will come from that deciding or that decision. First benefit, you will be blessed. And I go to the 119th Psalm for my support of these benefits. You will be blessed because Psalm 119.1 says, Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the word of the Lord. You'll be blessed. The second benefit of this deciding that the word is from God, the time spent in it is worth it, the Bible can change my life. The second benefit is you will live right. You will live right. Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the benefit of this decision is that you will live right. You will have insight into truth, and you'll have power to resist temptation. Now, the third benefit of deciding is this. You will see life as God sees it. You will see life as God sees it. Psalm 119, 18 says, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your word. Now, this world is filled with wonders And the work of God. But the question is, do you see it? Do you see the wonders and the work of God that is going on all around us all the time? Part of our ability to see things as God sees them will come from deciding that this word is from God, that time spent in it is worth it, and knowing that the Bible will change my life. Now, The fourth benefit of this decision, the fourth benefit will be that you'll be lifted in spirit. Psalm 119.24 says, your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. So this text lets us know that your decision about the scripture will lift you up in spirit. When you decide 
It is the Word of God. Time spent in it is worth it. And the Bible can change my life. When you make that decision, then you will be lifted in spirit. Now, here's the fifth thing that will happen. You will be reminded that God loves you. You will be reminded that God loves you. The 64th verse of Psalm 119, the earth is filled with your love. Lord, teach me your decrees. You will be reminded that God loves you by the decision you make about the word of God. The sixth benefit that will come to you is that you will have wisdom from God and direction for living. You will have wisdom from God and direction for living. Verses 104 and 105 of Psalm 119. I gain understanding from your precepts, your word. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. So this decision that we make, that this is the word of God, that time spent in it will be a benefit to me, and that the Bible can change my life, will result in our being reminded that God loves us, and we will receive wisdom from God and direction for living. Now the last, the last benefit, well maybe not the last, but the last that we're going to look at this morning, the last benefit of this decision about the Bible is this, you will have the peace you need and desire. You will have the peace you need and desire. The 165th verse of this 119th Psalm, great peace have those who love your word and nothing can make them stumble. Now, if, if you were on the fence, so to speak, about reading the Word of God on a daily basis and accepting that as a challenge and a resolution for 2020. If you're on the fence, let me ask you, which of the seven benefits that I mentioned a moment ago are you not interested in? Which of the seven benefits would you say, I, I, I don't I don't need that? So if I if I don't read the word of God, it oh, I don't care. It it won't matter. I don't care whether I see life as God sees it. I can let that one go. I don't care whether I'm lifted up in spirit. I let that one go. I, I don't care whether I have the peace that I need and desire. I can I can let that one go. You see the absurdity of that. So it it all becomes logical, and yet there's so many things in life that are logical, but they don't become spiritual in our hearts, so we don't do them. This one is logical, but it's way beyond logical, is deeply spiritual and says to us, it is important that I decide this word is from God, time spent in it is worth it, and the Bible can change my life. So when it comes to the foundation and the three outcomes, the first is decide. The second outcome is resolve. Resolve. I will read and study God's word. I resolve. You know, I can decide the value of scripture. All that we talked about deciding a moment ago. I can decide the words from God. Time spent, it's worth it. The Bible changed my life. I can decide that. 
But if I don't resolve to do it, then that decision doesn't make any difference. So we resolve. Without resolve, I'll fade away from God's direction. You know, it's kind of like exercise. You know, if you exercise or you you think about it a lot, maybe you don't do it, but you think about it. Um, We all know that exercise is a benefit. We know that our doctors want us to do it. We know that it helps the heart, helps the muscles, helps our stamina, help, you know, all it, it helps. So I've decided exercise helps. I've decided exercise helps. But if I don't resolve to do it, then that decision is meaningless. So I resolve to exercise. Well, beyond, way beyond the importance of physical exercise, which Paul himself says, is our immersing ourselves in the Word of God. The Word teaches me truth. It reveals sin. It corrects me. It trains me. So I resolve I will read the Scriptures in 2020 so that I may have 2020 spiritual vision. That's our resolve. Now, thinking about the foundation of the Word of God, Christ and His Word, thinking about, okay, I've decided that the Word is from God, that time spent in it will benefit me, and the Bible will change my life. Um, I decide, okay, now I'm going to resolve, I'm going to resolve to take act, to do it. Then the third outcome of the three outcomes, first outcome decide, second outcome resolve, third outcome act. Act. That's where it becomes, that's where it moves from the intellectual to spiritual action and, and even physical action. I act. I, I get going. I get going. It's already January 12th. And if I've not read the scripture in the first 12 days of the year, then I need to get going or keep going, whatever the case may be. So for some of you, this is just an affirming message, I hope, an affirming ser- sermon that says you keep on doing what you are doing. But for the rest, it's time to act. Decide, resolve, and act. Now, there are, I think, five aspects to this acting, this taking action. So I want to lay those out for you. Nothing new. You know this. Maybe you hadn't thought about it lately. First of all, hear. Hear. That's the value of Sunday school and worship and life groups and disciple life where we hear the word of God. And there is Great value in hearing the Word of God, hearing it read, hearing it taught. There is great value in hearing. The second aspect of act is to read. And that is really the challenge that's before us, to read. Now, if you're not doing that, then I just want to challenge you to start Suggestion, if I may make one, get up 15 minutes earlier than you're getting up now. 
You can do it. Get up 15 minutes earlier. This is the starting point. Get out of the bed. Already have your Bible at the kitchen table or at the most uncomfortable chair in the house. Place yourself there. You're not going to go to sleep because the chair is very uncomfortable. And so you've already, you know which chair it is. You know where it is. So go there. Pray for one minute. Lord, help me speak to me from the word. Then read for nine minutes. And it's okay to set your watch nine minutes. Read for nine minutes. And I'm going to suggest where in a minute, but read. And then pray for five minutes. And, and when you finish, there'll be 15 minutes of, of a time spent in prayer and the word. And next week, 2020, look at prayer in this year. Now, I'm not suggesting that you start there and end there 20 years from now. I'm just suggesting that as a starting point. God will take care of the time if you take care of the action. Get going. Now, some people say, I've, had the, I've been asked this many times, where do I start reading? The Bible's a big book. Do I just start with Genesis and go straight through? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're new to reading the Scripture, I would suggest you start with Mark. You've heard this, you've heard this story before. Start with Mark, the fastest, shortest, uh, version of, of, of the life of Christ. Mark, then go to John, the Gospel of Love. Then go to Acts, to remind us of how we got from there to here. Romans, most deeply theological book, I think, in all of Scripture. And then go to Philippians, the happiest book, I think, in all of Scripture. Then go to the Psalms and Proverbs. After that, do what you want to do. I mean, you're into it habitually. Do what you want to do. That's just a suggestion, not worth any more than anybody else's suggestion. Just a suggestion. Hear, read. Thirdly, in regard to act, is to study. To study the Word of God. That is to dig into it. Many of you have the paid a lot of money to get these nice study Bibles. And that's money well spent if you use it. So those notes that are there, read a verse. What does it say? Look at the bottom. There's a paragraph there about this section of Scripture. What does it say? Buy a commentary on a book. And 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 I can make suggestions on that too, but not today from here. But study the Word. So part of act is hear, read, study. Fourth aspect is memorize. Moving right along, number five. Now, me- memorize. You can do it. Memorize the Word of God. I will bet you any amount of money. Oh, Baptist preacher's not supposed to do that. I'll, I'll bet you anything that the verses you learned as a child are the ones you still know. Admittedly, when you reach the age of some of us, it is a little bit more challenging, but you can do it. My good friend, our elder Bobby Johnson, is as old as dirt. I don't know if Bobby's here today. I'm sure I'm going to hear about this. Now, actually, Bobby's a few months older than me. We're the same age. And Bobby puts me to shame. He memorizes entire books of the Bible, paragraphs of the Bible, chapters of the Bible. It's amazing. 
Bobby can do it. You can do it. I can do it. Memorize. And then lastly, meditate. You know that word for meditate in the scripture is the same word that is used of a cow chewing cud. You've, you've heard that. So a cow chews and chews. The next part of this isn't very fun, but swallows it and brings it back up and chews on it some more. So that's what we're doing. We meditate. Think about you read you read some verses this morning. Pick one of them and just think about it through the day. Meditate on it. What did that? What does that mean to me? What did that say? What should I do? Meditate on the word. So that's all part of the of of act. So the outcomes decide, resolve, and act. Based on the fact that we believe the Bible is God's word and we want to build our lives on the foundation of Jesus Christ and his word. So because of that, then I decide that this is the word of God, that it will benefit my life, it will change my life. I decide, then I resolve, and then I act. So that's it. That's the challenge for us for this year, a 2020 look at Scripture. Read in 2020 so that you will have 2020 spiritual vision. Let's bow together for prayer. Now, we conclude this message as we do all of our Sunday morning services with the time of invitation there's someone here today who needs jesus and if that person is you then when we stand and begin to sing in a moment i invite you to come leave your seat come and place your hand in mine and say very simply pastor i need jesus a member of our staff will be here to pray with you open god's word to share with you no more important decision in all of your life than that decision to follow jesus The Spirit of God speaking, calling, wooing, and drawing you. So without delay, when we stand in a minute, will you come? I'll stand upon the authority of the Word of God and say to you, you will not be sorry for now or for eternity if you will follow Jesus. All the rest of us who've already followed Jesus, some for a long time, some for just a little while, in regard to the Word, will you... Make that decision to read the Word of God in 2020. God will enable, He'll empower, and it'll be an incredible year spiritually for you if you'll do it. So, Father, speak to our hearts. Help us to do what we know we should do. And I pray, Father, that if there's one, two, three, four or more in this room who have not yet trusted Jesus, that they'll come right now giving their hearts to the Savior in whose name I pray. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come as we stand and sing. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to call the church at 254-939-0705 if you need prayer or if you just want to talk to somebody. We're here to listen. If you would like more information, visit our church website at www.fbcbelton.org. We're located at 506 North Main in Belton, Texas, and would love to see you soon.